Well, hi there. Welcome to the Simplifying Investing series. You may notice something a little different about our name. It's an exciting development for the podcast. In this series, we've covered many of the big issues attached to superannuation, and that will continue, but we're also opening up the series to look at all topics relating to investing. This is because, whether we realize it or not, we are all investors. Now, it may be through our superannuation, property, shares, our cash accounts, or through the investments we make in our business. Now, irrespective of how big or small, they're all important, and they contribute to our well-being. Through this podcast, we want to help you take greater control of your investments to give you the information you need to help you live well and secure your financial future. So with that in mind, we have a very special and passionate guest today who will help us dig deep into the issue of retirement planning and how you balance certainty of income and growth through the investments we make. So joining me on the phone from beautiful Ipswich, Queensland, she is a representative of AMP Financial Planning from Jade Financial Group, Di Sharman. Di, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. That's great, Adam. I'm looking forward to our chat today. Now, before we jump in, here's a quick reminder. This podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what's right for you. Any general tax information provided is intended as a guide only. All right, now that's out of the way, Di. A simple question to kick off with, but let's set the picture. What is your role as a financial advisor and how do you help Australians manage their finances? Uh, thanks, Adam. It's not such a simple question, I think. Uh, <laughs> but really, it's um, for me, there's a couple of really key areas for us in our role. And it's really bringing together the goals of our clients' life and what they want to achieve and their aspirations and support that with a financial um, foundation. And so, Really, money's just money. However, what it really means to people is achieving those aspirational goals. So that's really um, part of my role in bringing that together for clients. I guess the other thing I really think about when thinking about my role is actually about being a transition sort of facilitator. And as we move through life, our financial needs change and our aspirations determine what they will be. Um, but my job with the, with our clients is to help them move through those transitions and really explore what the financial options are and the opportunities and build those strategies to support it. And I guess the other third thing I was thinking about here was really about educating and empowering my clients and, and anybody I work with. You know, finances can be complex and, you know, it can really be quite daunting sometimes. But really my role is to bring some of that complexity and bring it into a more simplified way of ensuring that my clients are understanding and building on that knowledge. So it's kind of like building their financial muscle as well. And I can hear that passion in your voice, which is fantastic, because when you're dealing with such a, a sensitive topic as people's financial futures, you really need that passion and that interest in your client. And it sounds like you've got that in spades. That's great. Um, one of the big issues, I guess, that every Australian faces is retirement and, and specifically the, the process of planning for retirement. How, how should we be approaching this topic, Di? Where and when do we start? You know, I... I <laughs> It's really be careful what you wish for, you know, because when you start thinking about this, you go, oh, hang on a minute. I actually really, really want this now. And I think that, you know, it's really important to start planning well ahead on what your transition might look like. And it's to me, I think you should start with what your goals are. 
And, uh, and you'll hear that a lot from me because when you understand the values that are important to you, what your goals are, what your life of purpose is going to look like, then the retirement planning really becomes very simple because all you've got to do is backfill into what it is that you want to achieve. Now, that might sound simple, I guess, Adam. I guess it does. <laughs> but, you know, if you've ever tried to write down your goals and you think, oh, that sounds a bit corny or I don't want to share that with somebody, that uh, this is a really important journey that we need to undertake. And then it means that when we do go into our retirement years, they're fulfilled and we have that purpose because you lose a lot of purpose when you do leave the workforce because that's really been a validation of us for a long time, you know, what we do in work and how we do that. And now we need to plan the next step. So I think you need to be starting to sort of think about that, you know, probably, you know, in your early 50s at least, specifically to your retirement transition. Um, but there's no harm in thinking about these things at all during your life of setting goals, which we do encourage. Absolutely. And I guess for, for younger Australians, <laughs> retirement isn't something that is absolutely front of mind. But the sooner you start thinking about it, at least, and asking questions, probably the better for your long-term future, no doubt, right? Yeah, well, you know, so when we think about, you know, the process of planning, it, 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 we need to be doing that in our life at all different sort of major milestone events, you know, starting a family, getting married, you know, new career, all of those sorts of things. It's no different from when we're retirement planning because it's just re transitioning into that next phase of our life. And there's some really awesome stuff that people get to do. And, and obviously, everyone's financial circumstances are different. But in your experience, what are some of the most common retirement questions that you face from clients as an advisor? Yeah, look, <laughs> the, the most common is, um, will I have enough? And, uh, you know, it's it really is that uh, constantly sort of thinking about if I if I leave the workforce and paid employment and that uh, have I actually got enough because, boy, I don't want to get, you know, to a point in my life where I don't. So that's, that's number one. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one, interestingly, is um, what am I going to do? You know, so I, I've been do, do, do this die. I've been on this, you know, platform and program and this is what we are expected to do, contribute to, you know, our families, raising families, you know, uh, we go to work, we build our careers out, we contribute there, we save our money, we do all of that. But, boy, what am I going to do now? You know, so that that's a really important one. Uh, the other one that I, I get asked a lot is um, how soon can I get there? Like, and this is this is quite interesting, right? It's never soon because, enough, is it? <laughs> well, apparently, but then you've got to be careful what you wish for. So somebody will come in and, and have a chat with me and, I, you know, I'll say, you know, how are you? How's it going? And we start talking about the retirement planning. And I say, you know, what's your time frame for retirement? What is it? Yesterday. I've got, oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe something's happened at work. Maybe, you know, you're just over it a bit. Uh, but I, I think that, that those are the most sort of common things. Is And, and it kind of feels like to me, Adam, is is it okay for me to retire? Is, is it, so, so it's really what people are not sort of asking me in the direct questions um, as opposed to, well, what is it that, is it all right if I do this now? And, um, you know, I, I really want to just exit and get the hell out of the place that I'm working, whatever I'm doing, you know, but really is, is this the right way to go? Okay, some important questions there. And obviously there's a lot of noise out there and people can, you know, sometimes find themselves a little bit in a bind with how they actually plan for their retirement. What are some of the most common mistakes that you find that people are making? Yeah, look, I think that the most common one for me, and maybe mistake is too harsh, but one of the opportunities, I guess, is really underestimating the amount of time to plan. 
Uh, so, you know, you, you can sort of work through and go, well, at this point I'm going to do this, but what's the lead up to that? Uh, so often I find um, that there's too much focus just on the dollar and not enough focus around the personal transition. Uh, so you can you can get the money stacked up and, you know, you're right, okay, solid foundation financially, but what about you? Um, and, and people often have not thought about enough, in my view, as I see as a mistake of, you know, hence the question, what, do I, what, what am I going to do? We need to be thinking about that as part of our pre-retirement planning as well because uh, you, you don't want to just stop work and then sort of wander around the house and go, well, you know, that most people have a terrific to-do list of things that they've not got done around the house. Mm-hmm. And so that that's a good filler for a while. Um, but I think that, that beyond that is, is something that I see is something that's overlooked quite a bit, um, just around your personal side of things. Um, the other thing I think is a, is a bit of a, you know, again, I don't want to be too harsh with mistake, but I think it's an opportunity, is around being engaged with your financial world. And it's not just your super. It's really around your spending behaviours, understanding who and, you know, what you give your money to. Adam, I was actually reading some statistics from the Know Your Numbers Index, um, and that was from a 2018 report, that 86% of Australians don't know how much money they're spending every month. Wow. Uh, So that's a a bit of a wake-up call for me to say, okay, when we're planning retirement, we kind of need to know that. And it almost feels like some people you know, for better or worse, depending on spending habits, might not want to know how much they're actually spending. So maybe there's an interesting insight there. I don't know. Um, Hey, Di, with your experience with clients that you've helped transition, is there any key learnings that have come about over the years? I mean, I know hindsight is a fantastic thing, but is there anything that's made you think, oh, yeah, well, if only we did this, then things would have been even smoother, perhaps? Yeah, like it, um, I love hindsight, you know, and reflection. It really gives you a great opportunity to sort of, um, from my, especially my role, uh, to you know do things better. And um, and I think you know I thought about this and I thought you know the brave conversation. I have to that would be something that um, would for me um, in engaging with the pre-retirement conversations is, you know, did I learn as much as I could have about this person's true goals? Did they? did they really think about this and give it some time um, around what it is that they want to achieve and what does that transition to retirement really mean for them and, you know, how to have a fulfilled life. It, it's, it's really, you know, as I said, as a financial advisor, I can, I can make sure the money metrics and foundations are there, but how I do that really well for people is by truly understanding why and what it is that you want to do in your life. And, and I know that sounds, you know, it's like, well, could I have done that better? Yeah, I think I could have. And and I think, you know, that's our role is developing in the, in the advice space is around truly having the time and being present for those conversations with our clients. Your dreams, your aspirations, that's something very, very personal. And when you're dealing with me, it's a very safe environment to talk about those things. And that's what I've, I've taken away from the years I've been practising is to ensure the people I'm working with feel that they can share those things and, and really, you know, have that sense of comfort that, yes, everything we're doing here is around those, those particular um, goals. The other thing I've really taken away um, from the even smoother ride sort of thing is that this takes time. This is not something that you can overnight decide, yeah, you know, done. Uh, I think we, you know, we, we forget to celebrate the milestones to retirement if that's 
and you know, just in our life journey, we forget to do that sometimes. And I think at the moment with COVID and you know the restrictions and and how we're feeling, it's hard to find that celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really encourage us to go. You know what? Um, the things I could have done better um, is actually you know celebrate those milestones. Um, we had one this week. You know, clients that came in, we went, okay, you know, what are we going to celebrate? And it was, you know, and it's a, it's a number thing. It's like a million dollars, you know, oh, we hit that, you know, and we're so close to retirement that, it, you know, the, the final days of work and things like that, that that was a major milestone. So celebrate that. Yeah. Um, it, it could be that you've negotiated a transition, um, you know, and with your employer or something like that, celebrate that. You know, and, and really celebrate those milestones along the way. And that's what I think for me I would have done better because it actually creates momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Reward yourself for that discipline, right? Because there isn't yes. an element of discipline to this. Um, yeah. and, and you can't just put all, in all, all put all that hard work in and then obviously you hopefully would reap the benefits in retirement, but celebrate those milestones as you go along. I think that's fantastic advice. Um, mm. Di, just fast forwarding a little bit, when say for our listeners, when they start getting to an age where perhaps the nine to five or a full-time workload, whatever that may be, isn't quite as appealing as it once was, if it ever is, depending on where you're working and what you're doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your advice to people, I guess, who might be looking to retire or, or start winding down? Do they, do they reduce their work hours? Um, do they cut off cold turkey? What should they be considering at this point? Now, Adam, this is probably the most exciting time for me as their advisor. Um, it, it, what that tells me is when people are starting to think and, you know, wonder about these sorts of things is that predominantly the financial foundation is in place. And, and that's, that's a great space because typically we won't think about this until we know that that's sort of happening and in the background. So once, once you get to that point, it really comes down to, you know, Cold turkey, you know, right, this gonna, we're going to stop tomorrow. Have a really good plan for after that. You know, make sure that you, you are giving yourself the opportunity to, you know, people have relied upon you in your workplace. Um, they also are going to be grieving, by the way, um, mm-hmm. because you're leaving. And I've heard some amazing stories around, you know, celebration of a person's contribution. You know, um, a teacher shared with me, um, you know, just recently that the school, you know, did this sort of amazing event for them at the parade and and thanked and celebrated that transition for that person. And I think those sorts of things are really important, Um, you know, what is it that your workplace needs, but what is it you need? So the the, the tittering and the, the balance between the two are now changing. Um, you know, what is it that you in your sense of exiting the workforce want to have as your legacy? You know, is it that you just want to transition and hand everything over? Is that the best way? Um, you know, and I think this is a really empowering time for people is when they're doing it on their terms and um, and making sure that it works for you. Um, I really think that one of the insights I've taken um, from all the work I've done over the last decade with retirement is around the three-day versus four-day week. (laughs) So a a really good insight to that was if I work four days, um, maybe um, that's a financially good thing, but three days is better because the workplace changes you're not there as much you know and I know with my even in my own workplace Adam if I if I'm just having one day off everybody will wait until the next day because I'm going to be in right Mm -hmm. so but if I have two days off in the week and I'm not available 
then some decisions need to be made. You can't wait. And I think it's a really important one when you're transitioning out of the responsibility in the workplace of what your role is, is to help others step in. And, um, you know, so that might be the right, right thing for your workplace. And sometimes it might be that, yes, today's my finish day. And thank you very much. And I'll, I'll see you later. You know, so it's, it's fascinating, isn't it, that you can have so many ways of actually looking at this. Um, business owners, a completely different transition in some ways because are they, you know, going to shut down their business or are they going to have a succession plan come through in their business or will they sell? You know, what do they do for their clients? So that one's a little bit more, you know, complex at times because of the intricacies of those, in, you know, very personal relationships. Um, however, it, it's the same sort of thing. You know, do you go cold turkey? Do you, do you transition out? And some of it can be determined by your financial position, you know, so that, that could actually just be the answer too. Of course, of course. And it's nice to be able to have options, I suppose, as well that are available to you, depending on your level of, I guess, workaholic, is that the term, you know, whether you, <laughs> whether you can truly say goodbye or not or whether you're maybe looking to uh, call it quits and uh, grab, a, grab a nice drink on a deck or watching the sunset somewhere, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There are options there, hopefully, for you. So, I mean, look, for me personally, it's a long way off, quite a long way off, but um, <laughs> you've definitely got me thinking about my path to retirement, so that's a good thing. Listeners, look, I, I hope Di's expertise has had the same effect on you. And, and Di, thanks again for joining us today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. But the good news is that's not all for us as yet. Di will be back in our next episode where we'll discuss the best ways to secure your financial freedom in retirement. So we hope you can join us again for that installment. And a reminder, as ever, it's always important to seek personalized financial advice that really takes into account all of your financial specifics before making any important financial decisions. Thank you.